Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Friday, August the 5th, 2022. It is currently 10, 12 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. Well, about 15 minutes ago, I was like, you know, I haven't got I haven't gotten a lot done today as far as anything spiritual. I wanted to do some live broadcasting, but while well, you can hear with the sound of my voice, I'm still having some lingering side effects of COVID, some some lingering symptoms still bothering me, mainly uh, bothering my throat and bothering my ability to speak. So I, I haven't been able to do much today. I, there was multiple times I wanted to turn on the microphone, do a live broadcast, do something. I'm like, nope, nope, can't do it. Nope, can't do it. But finally, as it as it got later in the evening, I'm like, okay, even though I can't do live broadcasting, I need to do something of spiritual value today. I've done I've done a lot of other things, but I haven't really spent much time focusing on scripture and the things of God. So I've got to do something as the evening is fast approaching its end. And the next thing you know, it's going to be Saturday and this Friday will be gone. So, so I'm like, what, what can I do? And, and all of a sudden I, uh, in my study, I noticed a book laying on the floor and I, I looked over and I, I picked up the book. First thing I noticed was the cover. And I, I absolutely love the cover of the book. I'm like, wow, that's, that's a beautiful cover, all right? And, and it got my mind thinking, all right? Um, oh, someone just asked, did you get a new mic or something? No, I did not get a new mic. It's the uh, old mic. The, the improvement you hear is my voice. See, my voice has actually improved. See, because it's now deeper. It has more bass. That, that's, okay. you know, I, I don't know why it sounds so good. I don't know. That's awesome. I, 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 I wish I knew what I had done to make it sound so good, but um, that's, that's interesting. Uh, well, I'll, I'll compare it to previous uh, broadcast uh, when this one is done and we'll see. But thank you for pointing that out. Maybe, like, it could be. I wonder, well, I, I won't speculate. I won't speculate. We, we'll, we'll see. All right. But so I saw this book, I picked up the book, I looked at the cover and the, and the cover gave me all kinds of, of thoughts. And I'm like, okay, well, all right, that's interesting. And then I just, I opened up the book and I turned it to really the, the first major page. I mean, you've got some of the basic intro information and table of contents and stuff, but the first major page. And as soon as I saw the title, I'm like, well, I don't know if my voice will hold up, but I'm going immediately upstairs and I'm turning on the microphone and we're going to talk about it. And, and I want to set it up this way. All right. I, I, someone says it's probably because I have Apple device. That's probably true. It's probably, it sounds, everything sounds better on an Apple device. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna offend the non-Apple users, but okay. So but here's how I want to set this up. Here's how I want to set this up. I cannot speak for you, so I'll ask it more as a question. Do you find certain descriptions of the Christian life to be very encouraging and very helpful in you living out your Christian life? 
Now, you know, the Christian life is described in a number of ways. It's described as a race. It's described as a warfare, a war, like the Christian life is a spiritual war. Uh, The Christian life is a spiritual race. Is there certain ways the Christian life is described that you find great comfort in, or it helps you, or it encourages you, or you find it just to be beneficial to you spiritually? Describing it as a race, is that beneficial or, or helpful? Describing it as a war, is that beneficial? Is that helpful? Now, I, I, I think that there are different times that I, I find comfort or I find some kind of, you know, I, I like the fact that it's described that way because it really captures what I'm feeling at a, at a, at a specific given time in my life. There are times I've really been able to relate to the warfare idea that, that one at, at times, the race sometimes it has been beneficial, but other times it's made me uh, and maybe discouraged me more than helped me. Now, I'm not saying we should throw out these descriptions just because we don't like them or we do like them. No, we, we, we go with the descriptions as the Bible gives them, right? If the Bible gives a certain description of the Christian life in a certain way, then we, we can go with that idea. I'm just saying, I think some of them, we find maybe more of a kinsmanship to, we, we feel like we're, we're kindred spirits to that idea. Like that describes my Christian life to the letter. And I, I, I like that one. And then other ones you're like, man, I, I don't really know if that really describes my Christian life, right? Sometimes the Christian life is described maybe as a journey, right? Um, it, uh, the Christian life is described as uh, something of, of like growth, like, you know, you're a newborn babe and then you, you're growing. Uh, there's, there's certain images and ideas that I, I just think sometimes we can find ourselves going, I'm, I, I'm drawn to that one. Well, tonight... When I picked up this book that I have here and I opened it up, I simply read these words, walking with God, walking with God. I'm like, well, that, that is a phrase that has been used a lot to describe the Christian life. The Christian life is a a walk. We we know it described as a race. We know it described as a war. We know it described as, in a sense, as growth, like, you know, growing in maturity. But we also know that the Christian life is sometimes described as a walk. All right. I, I can relate to that. But specifically, the book used the phrase walking with God. Walking with God. And if you know your Bible, you know immediately that phrase is used to describe the lives of certain individuals. And, and, I, and I immediately just grabbed a notebook and I'm like, okay, let's look up each place this phrase appears. The first one is Genesis chapter 5, verse 22. Genesis chapter 5, verse 22. We read these words. I'll go back to 21 for context. Genesis chapter 5, verse 21. And, it, and it's in a, in a it's really, we find these words in the middle kind of, of a genealogy, right? Giving us the, the lives of certain individuals because it starts in, in chapter 5, verse 21. And Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 3 
hundred years and begat sons and daughters. Please note the phrase. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years. Enoch walked with God. The phrase is used again in the book of Genesis. That's Genesis chapter 5, verse 22. It's also used in chapter 5, verse 24. Genesis chapter 5, verse 24, still speaking of Enoch. Genesis 5, 24, and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. And Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. So Genesis 5, 22, Enoch walked with God 300 years. Then Genesis 5, 24, Enoch walked with God and was not for God took him. So it's used two times, but it's used one more time. Genesis chapter six, verse nine. Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. All right, and we can go back to verse 8 for context. Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. So the Bible describes Enoch as someone who walked with God, and that is that that description is used twice. And then Noah is described as someone who walked with God. But outside of Enoch, outside of Noah, that phrase used specifically that way, walked with God. There, there's, cert, there's certain kind of ideas of walking before God. Some of those kind of concepts are used here or there, but you really don't see that phrase used like that, as far as I can tell, anywhere else in Scripture. You, again, you've got some, some things that this person walked before God or walked in the ways of God. You've got certain phrases like that that you could possibly kind of pull into this discussion, but specifically, they walked with God. Enoch, Noah. Enoch, Noah. So I like, now, you can tell that I, well, I'm any Bible student, any preacher, anyone, you, we could be drawn to that phrase. They walked with God. And of course, devotionals have been written. Books have been written on the concept. Sermon after sermon has been preached because it just seems to draw us in this idea that he walked with God. We, we, and, he, and he was not for God took him. We, we, that just sparks the imagination. But I have to ask a question. Now, we love these phrases that describe the Christian life. I've already talked about a race, a war, spiritual growth, the, these kind of phrases. Yes, I can relate to that, that it's relatable to me. And, and I, and I find some comfort that the Christian life is described that way because I, because it describes my life. All right. Now the phrase walked with God. I think that there's probably certain aspects that we are drawn to, but I have to at least raise this question. Is it possible that the phrase itself walked with God is not, it's not describing something super special, super unique. It's just a, a, a creative way that's just used a few times to describe someone living out a life 
with that they have a life of faith, a life of believing in God. In other words, it's not something special or unique. It's just a, it's just, it's used a couple of times and we should not read more into it. Now, typically when people take these phrases, we, we do a lot, walked with God. Okay, what does that mean? And we break it down. Okay, what does walking mean? What does walking imply? Okay, so this is what walking with God looks like spiritually. And we draw all of these analogies and we really, we really kind of flesh out the language to paint this beautiful picture and everyone, you know, is drawn to it because it works really well. But I wonder are we reading too much into it? Because I, you have to find it somewhat interesting that Enoch is described that way, Noah, and then you really don't see the phrase used. So why is it only used there? Is it no big deal? It's just, oh, it's just the way their, their, their life of faith was described. Don't read any more into it. It's no big deal. Or was there something about their relationship with God that was unique Therefore, that phrase is used to describe them, and we should read something into it. Like, on one hand, we could say, well, you know, I think we're making more out of it. It's just, it's just a, another way of saying they believed in God, and they, and they lived a life of faith. No big deal. Don't read more into it. Or is it one of those, but wait a minute, it's only used about Enoch and Noah and doesn't, nobody else seems to really be described that way. There has to be something super unique right here. Now, we could get a, a, a room full of people and ask them, so should we not make anything out of this or should we? And I think we would probably get 50% of the people going, no, I think the phrase really represents, there was something unique about their relationship. And I think the other 50% would be like, nah, I don't think it's any big deal. I don't think we should try to turn it into something. I, I think there would be massive disagreement on that. I, I, at least I think there would be disagreement. I, I, you, know, you know what? Who am I, who am I kidding? There, of course there would be disagreement because there's always disagreement. So I, I want us to just think a little bit about the phrase, right? I want to think about, a little bit about the phrase. Now, I, I looked up an article immediately because I'm just thinking, I wonder how other people handled this. So I came up across an article, what does it mean to walk with God? The article begins, there are several people described as walking with God in the Bible, beginning with Enoch in Genesis 5.24. Noah is also described as a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Now, they throw in another scripture here, which is interesting. They throw in another scripture here. They throw in Micah chapter 6, verse 8. Micah chapter 6, verse 8, which reads this way, according to the, the one Bible that I have right here next to me. Mankind, he has told each of you what is good, what is the, what is it is the Lord requires of you to act justly, to love faithfulness, and to walk humbly with your God. Now, that is a call that, that humans are called to walk with God. So that would mean the phrase, then is it anything really that unique? I mean, Noah and Enoch are described that way. And then here in Micah, we're, we're called to walk with God. I'm going to read it from another translation. 
the ESV, he has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. To walk humbly with your God. Okay, so does that does that mean there's something that if that's just for everyone, then there's nothing really that unique about it. I mean, on one end, you want to say, well, it's just Enoch and Noah that's described this way. So there's something special. And then there's another part of me say, well, I mean, and Micah is tells calls us all to walk humbly with our God. So maybe it's just a another way of saying basically live a life of faith, trusting in God. We should not make any more out of it even though we're tempted to do so. Let's see what they say here. Um, it says, Micah 6, 8 gives us a glimpse into God's desire for us. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. What does the Lord require of you to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Walking with God is not an activity reserved for a select few. God desires all his children to walk with him. All right, so they say, hey, don't get caught up on the idea that it's just Enoch and Noah that's described this way. God calls all of us to walk with him. Okay. I, you, you, on one hand, you can't argue against that. But if, it, if it's such a common thing, why are only two are, are, are described that way? It's there still to me there. There's at least an idea that maybe there's something. This walking with God, there's something unique and special about it. That that only two are described that way. Let's see what they have to say. What happens when we walk with someone? Imagine that you you and a close friend are enjoying a walk down a country lane. You're in close proximity. You talk, laugh. Listen and share your hearts. Your attention is focused on this person to the exclusion of, of almost everything else. You notice the beauty around you uh, or uh, an occasional distraction, but only to point it out to your companion. You share it together. You are in harmony. You are both enjoy the peaceful time together. All right. So they are describing the walk as a, it's an intimate thing. So it is special. It's not just the normal. It seems to describe something in a much more intimate, unique way. There is something unique about it. There is something special about it. It's not just, oh, well, walk with God is just another phrase for living a life of faith. They seem to, even though they say, you know, we're all called to that. When they describe it, I mean, listen to the words they use here, all right? Imagine you and a close friend are enjoying a walk down a country lane. You're in close proximity. You talk, you laugh, you listen, you share your heart. Your attention is focused on this person to the exclusion of everything else. You notice the beauty around you uh, or an occasional distraction, but only to point it out to your companion. You share it together. You are in harmony. You both enjoy the peaceful relationship, the peaceful friendship, the peaceful romance, whatever the case it may be. You, you're, you're, you're sharing it. There's a, that there's a, intimacy involved here. 
Now, if, if, if this walk is describing something special, something unique, something intimate, then that would possibly challenge us to at least consider, have we ever truly known what it is to walk with God? See, a race is more about, okay, here's the rules, run to win, all right? Um, a fight, okay, I'm fighting a spiritual war. Growth, okay, I'm trying to grow spiritually, but a walk with God seems to describe a, a, a more of a relationship, something, a, a intimate, an intimacy that maybe these other phrases don't quite describe. They go on to add, walking with God is like that. When we enter into an intimate heart relationship with God through faith in his son, he becomes our heart's greatest desire. Knowing him, hearing his voice, sharing our hearts with him, seeking to please him becomes our all-consuming focus. He becomes everything to us. Meeting with him is not an activity reserved for Sunday morning. We live in fellowship with him. A.W. Tozer states that the goal of every Christian should be to live in a state of unbroken worship. This is only possible when we walk with God. Well, if walking with God is likened to unbroken worship, then clearly walking with God is not just a, an everyday thing. It's just not a general way of describing just living out your Christian life because I don't know too many Christians who enjoy this kind of intimacy with God. That's been described in this article. Now, maybe this article is wrong and it's describing it in a way that maybe biblically we can't justify doing so. However, I do think it's unique that only two individuals are really called, described as people who walked with God. And clearly Enoch's relationship was something unique because he walked with God and well, he was not for God took him. That seems to describe something super intimate. Noah, maybe we don't have the language to describe that kind of intimacy. They, they go on to say, just as walking with a close friend requires saying no to many other things, so walking with God requires letting go of anything that would be a distraction. If you were in a walk with a friend, but you brought a kazoo and played it the whole time, the walk would not be satisfying for either of you. Many people attempt to walk with God, but they bring along kazoo-like habits, sin, worldly entertainment, or unhealthy relationships. They know these things are not God's choice for them, but they pretend everything is fine. The relationship is not satisfying to either of them. To walk with God means that you and God are in agreement about your life. Can two walk together except they agree? Amos chapter 3, verse 3. To walk with Christ means you've aligned your will with his and seek every day to consider yourself crucified with Christ. You don't have to be perfect as none of us is, but your heart's desire is to be pleasing to God and you're willing to let his spirit conform you to the image of his son. So they, 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 they say that this is something obviously very there's something very deep here about this idea of walking with God. And clearly it's not something every Christian truly experiences. I think a lot of Christians believe in God. I don't know if they walk with God. Now, should we make that distinction? Or are we making a distinction where there is none? Are we, are we creating this kind of 
category that should not be created. At the same time, you can't just ignore the fact that Enoch walked with God 300 years. Enoch walked with God and was not, was not for God took him. You, You can't just, I don't think, ignore that phrase. When the Bible speaks of walking, it often refers to a lifestyle. We can walk with the way, uh, walk in the ways of the world as well, uh, and they give some scriptures that talk about this. And the New Testament, walking with God is often called walking in the Spirit. Now, that's interesting. Do we draw the correlation that walking with God and walking in the Spirit, it's describing the same thing? Walking in the Spirit is described in Galatians 5.16 and Romans 8.4. To walk with God means we choose to glorify Him in every way we can, regardless of personal cost. And there is a cost. Walking with God also means we cannot also walk with evil people as companions. We choose the narrow road over the broad way to destruction. We don't live to please our sinful flesh. We seek to eliminate, we seek to eliminate from our lives everything that does not enhance our walk with Him. We apply 1 Corinthians 10, 31 literally. So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, you do it all for the glory of God. God's ways are reflected in our thoughts, our actions, our motivations, our life choices, because we spend so much time with him. So they describe it as something very special, very unique, something that the average Christian doesn't appear to probably ever experience or ever encounter. Now, again, is that is that correct? Now, it, it's it's tempt it's it's very tempting to go this direction. Well, this walking with God thing, it's it's something that most people never experience, and then we we try to just flesh out what it means. They add all kinds of concepts here. They add all kinds of concepts, but the the text that we have were described. It doesn't really tell us much. It doesn't tell us much about Enoch. Other than he walked with God for 300 years, he was not for God took him. Okay, that doesn't really help us much. The uh, The passage on Noah gives us maybe a little bit of, I don't know if it gives us much more. See, Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, it just says this, Genesis 6, 9, uh, while Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, all right, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. So it doesn't give us a lot of insight, like what it really means. The, these articles flesh it out and turn it into this very like, you know, I mean, it's like, here's, here's the Christian life, and then here's walking with God. I mean, it's the, it's the highest experience of, of being a Christian is to truly walk with God in an intimate way where I mean, you are so connected with God that you are literally day by day walking with him. You're in step with God. You're in an intimate relationship with him. I, I don't have any good answers this evening. I don't have any good an- answers. I would like to think, I would like to think that walking with God is something unique and special and intimate and that we should pursue it, though most will not ever experience it. The, the book that I was looking at, they don't say much either here. They just, they just do this. 
uh, in this book, they just say, walking with God, right? Walking with God. Uh, then they quote, uh, okay, well, actually they quote a verse that doesn't even mention the phrase walking with God, which is interesting, but they, 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 they these are the, the first, this is the first paragraph. A walk is a great way to get alone with someone special and discover more about that person. In today's scriptural passage, we see that Noah chose to spend his time walking with the most important being in his life, God. Because of his close relationship with the Lord, Scripture describes Noah in a most amazing way. Noah walked with God. That they, they don't really, they just, they, they don't really go into any detail of exactly what that looks like. They, they, they add a couple of things there, but they don't really, I mean, they're, they're, in other words, you have to kind of start speculating. You have to start speculating. So, let me ask you, I'll just ask you, I, 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 you know, I do this, this is a common thing I do on my podcast. Sometimes instead of giving answers, I just ask questions. In your mind, do you believe walking with God is describing something special, intimate, and unique that most will never experience. Most believers will never experience. They're true believers, but they never, their Christian life never really gets to, they walked with God, right? They believed in God. They trusted in God. They, they tried to grow spiritually. They learned about God. They talked about, but they never really entered into a walking with God. Walking with God is something intimate, something unique, and something special, All right. Do, do you believe that it's something special or do you believe walking with God is just a, a phrase just to describe living the life of faith? All Christians walk with God in some way, shape or form. And there's nothing really unique or special about the phrase. And yes, it's used three times, two times to describe Enoch, one time to describe uh, Noah. However, in Micah, we're all called to walk humbly with God. So it's really, you know, it's the, it's the fault of the preacher. It's the fault of the Sunday school teacher. It's the fault of the Christian publishing company that we've grabbed onto this phrase and turned it into something that it was never intended to be. So do you think it's something special and unique, or do you think it's just, it's, it's just, a, 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 just a different way of describing living out the Christian life, and it's nothing special or unique, and that we all walk with God in some way, shape, or form? Is it something special or is it just a, a, a descriptive way of describing just living out the Christian life? So once you decide which it is, if it's nothing special or unique, then you don't worry about it. But if, if it is, if it is something intimate, special, and deep, then should not, shouldn't it be goal, a desire that we all enter into that kind of an intimate relationship that we walk with God. Now, the question would be, what steps would we have to take to enter into that? I, I think you can, I mean, obviously... You have to, you have to, you're going to have to leave other things. You're going to have to abandon other things. You're going to have to, you're going to have to put your focus there. 
And then it's a, it's going to have to be a daily thing. I mean, well, you could, you could probably try to come up with some ways that, that would, that would be, that you would have to come up with some things that I think you, I think you could come up with some things that you would think would be required to truly experience walking with God. If you make it something special, unique, and intimate. It's one of those situations where you almost wish, man, I wish I could talk to Enoch or I could wish I could talk to Noah and just say, okay, the Bible says that you walked with God. What did that mean? And they're like, well, it it didn't mean, I mean, I just, I believed in God. Like, or, well, because I had this intimate relationship with God. It's just interesting that other people don't get that kind of uh, description, All right, I'll stop there. Just something to consider on this Friday evening. I'd love to get your thoughts. Email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Now, according to one person, the sound quality was great tonight. Don't know if the content was any good, but the, but the sound quality was very good. So I'll, I'll compare this with uh, previous episodes to know, did I hook up the microphone different? Did something change? Uh, because if, if, we, if I can figure out what I did, well, if I, if I determined that there was a, an improvement in sound, then I want to determine what I did so we can maintain it. If it's just because my voice sounds different because of COVID, I have a feeling that it won't be long that my voice reverts back to the old voice and uh, I'll be once again disappointing Millions of people across the globe. (laughs) So there's nothing I can do about that. All right. Walk with God. Love to get your thoughts on the phrase. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great night. God bless.